And we are live. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're here with the guys from MMA Uncaged, Ian Butlin and Jamie Hay. Great to see you guys. How are you doing? You okay? Really good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really good. Busy, but good. Busy day for both yeah. of us. We've got a lot of training and stuff like that going on. Got fighters fighting, so we're trying to uh, get get done what we can and obviously trying to run a show as well. So Yeah, I got an hour's boxing in this morning, then I've been in the cage. Uh, Doing rounds with Ollie Sykes, who's one of my guys that's on on Saturday, and then Jamie's done the same thing at the Manchester team with um, a couple of guys we've got on from there. So amazing! Well, we're going to talk about the card in a minute, but uh, first of all, I want to introduce Danny as well, who's co-hosting with me. Good to see you, Danny. Hi everyone, you're right. Hope you're all keeping well. Uh, just before we get into it, I'd like to tell everyone make sure you subscribe to the MMA UK YouTube channel, press the bell for notifications. Honestly, makes such a difference to the whole team here at MMA UK. You can also find us on Twitter at We Are MMA UK, Instagram MMA UK underscore Insta. You can like our Facebook page for MMA UK News. You can also find the MMA UK app for MMA, not just in the UK but all around the globe. And uh, you can get back to it with the uh, Ant and Deck of MMA. How are you two guys doing? You're right. <laughs> not the first time we call that. To be fair, is it? No. <laughs> We should start with your social media as well, um, because people can follow MMA Uncaged on Instagram. Do you want to give your shout outs to, to, for people yeah, well, to follow just, you guys? At MMA Uncaged, we've got MMA Uncaged on Facebook, and then myself, Ian, at Ian M16 Butlin. Jim uh, Hay. Is, yeah, it's a Haymaker1985 for me. Yeah, so it gives a follow. Fabulous. So oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> They were giveaway there. Those at the yeah. end, aren't they? <laughs> I've tried to change it many a times, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> I took mine off and changed it to MMA because I didn't want people to be able to work out my age. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> I changed mine. So when I hit 30, I changed my Facebook to five years before. So I put myself at 25 because I thought 30 sounded old. <laughs> I'd love that, to be 30 now. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm about 37 on there now. <laughs> so, guys, I'm absolutely delighted to see the regional shows making a return. And you guys have got to be one of the first. The, the card is up next weekend. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, it's been in the pipeline. Uh, obviously, me and Ian have been around the game for a long, long time, Ian, since sort of early 2000s, uh, before anyone else knew what MMA was, really. Uh, and I've, I've been in the game since sort of uh, late sort of two, uh, noughties, sort of just before 2010, uh, when I started uh, training grappling and obviously doing MMA. Um, so we both always had um, a desire to work together on a show. Ian's actually run a show before, haven't you? Yeah, I've done. I've promoted a few shows. First uh, show that I worked on the promotion for was... Um... Cage Warriors 8 or something at uh, Barnes and Metrodome when uh, Dougie Truman wanted to do a show up north. So me and Aaron Chatfield helped him with a promotion of that one uh, um, at the Barnes and Metrodome. So I worked on that. And then later on, um, after helping on another few Cage Warriors, I worked on um, UCC. So Danny Horns, we had UCC MMA in Manchester and I had the UCC in Leeds. So I did a few cards there. And then after the last one, which was around 2010, the last one I did there, I had so many fights. Like, fighters kind of became divas. I think around that time, it was like the worst sort of time. And, like, you know, ringing up asking 
you know, you, you get a match to the fight and they were ringing up asking, like, what his shoe size was and stuff. And I'm just like, do you know what? These fighters have changed from when I, you know, we just got a name and we got in there and fought. So I'd said I was never going to do another show. And then me and Jamie have been working together on a few different projects since, like, sort of 2014, 2015. And we've always talked about getting a show done. So it seems like the perfect opportunity now where... Um, We've got bits of work uh, with Clash TV, a company I work with um, in America. Um, and we've got some opportunities now where I think it's the right time to to, to build a show again. Yeah, this, this is going to be the first of of, um, of many, which what we're looking at. And we're looking at a much bigger picture. So we are going to be, we're, not, we're probably not going to announce it yet, but we are going to be working with um, a very, very big company across uh, Europe. So uh, we're looking at, like I say, this is a bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say a tr not so much a trial, but it's more a trial for us to make sure we can get it up and running and, and we can work through things and then and then see where we're going to get from it. And uh, it's more about, for us, it's more about the fighters getting everything prepped for them. We're, for being fighters ourselves, I think we're the perfect people to run a show. We know what we want, so. Well, definitely. I think we um, the issues that we, we've had mainly over the last 12 months has been you've got fighters that have got a short shelf life and they've been inactive. And so one of the main things that pushed us to make sure that we get this one done is to keep our fighters active and a few uh, of our friends who've got gyms locally who are going to work together. And it's just to keep the fighters um, getting in there and, get, and getting the work because, you know, some of these fighters, especially in the smaller weights, they've not got a lot of time before the, you know, they the pass the sell-by date. Yeah, I think I, yeah. With, with the show that we've got running as well, obviously we'll go more into the card um, soon, but... Uh, we are going to look to pretty much brings back sort of the old pride days of trying to get that one man that that uh, four man tournament in one night every time. We're going to try and work that with every single weight that we can out win. Yeah, it's a big big thing for us. It was one of the big things I wanted to do in my career, and I got to fight in the Cage Warriors World Tournament. You know, it was a huge event. Uh, fighters from Japan, America, um, and it, it, it's one of the big things that I always loved when I first got into MMA. You know, like. 2000 2001 and you look at these pride tournaments it was always the big thing in japan and uh for me to be able to fight in the tournament like that was brilliant and it's something we've discussed and it's like do you know what it's good when you know um one of my students who's now a, an amazing coach himself martin stapleton won the big um one over in liverpool yeah, at omac yeah the contenders and it was like you know those the, I think if you if you talk to stapes he'd say the same thing it's like that's a night you'll never forget you know mm. you know and I, th I think it's a big thing. I, it's something we want to really bring back. I love it, Tony. I'm a bit disappointed. Your name's not down on here, Jamie. Well, the, do you know what? It was talked about. Was both it, yeah, it was talked about. We both really had a fight on it. But it's it's one of those, it's way too much work and effort to be putting on the other side of it. I've got, uh, you know, one of my, you know, two of our main students throughout the club, uh, obviously with the Quantum and the Real Grapple in England that we've got. Uh, Sam Kelly, we've got uh, Oliver Sykes, both from fighting on it. It's like, you know, it's their day. We kind of need to be there for them and make sure that the show runs right, but it's about them. And, uh, you know, if, if we fight on a show, we've got a few things lined up and stuff. We're going to have to do it, um, I don't know, away from our students, I think, because it's, it's unfair to have the, the crossover with the two. And I've never been a fan of that anyway, where the, where the coach is fighting the same night as the student. No, standing out corner and then coming back and fighting out. You know, it was tempting. I really... I said I was never going to fight again when I retired 2009 after my fight in America with M1. And then I came back 2018 for a boxing match just because I just felt like I needed to get myself in shape and 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 and, and just, just test myself to really. And I, and I got a good first round win there. And I've been itching, you know, like with this lockdown, I think everybody's got a bit of an itch to do something. But 
uh, on the night I'm doing the MC and I'm the commentary, and I just thought that fighting as well might be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Yeah. As well as running the show. I would love to fight on it, like I say, I really would. And there was a couple of uh, good matches that we could have looked at. We, we was looking at originally, it was like, could be worthwhile. But we've got bigger and better things we're trying to work on on, on the side of this. And like I say, it, it's a show that running. I, don't, I also don't want to be getting that conflict of interest with only well, fighting his own show. You know, I don't want that, that, that stigma, really. I'd rather, we'd rather... Yeah. Uh, main event, main event, Emerald Belt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Emerald Belt. Yeah, that, I bet that we paid for. Quit <laughs> yeah, that with us. Yeah, close decision. <laughs> and my brother's doing the judging. Yeah, yeah that's right. what we. <laughs> it looks, it looks really bad, doesn't it? So we'd rather just keep. You know, I've got my eyes on a couple of things, and, and I've said it before to, to Danny last time. Like I say, we're looking at a potential cage warriors at some point. And then you know, for, for me, I want to want to fight an M one. Um, is that's 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 my goal. So we'll work towards that. And yeah, that, that's pretty much the plan. This is aside, aside from from what we could have done on this show. We, we're looking at a real special day with, like I say, with Sam being in our bantamweight tournament, the first one we've done, uh, and I think it's um, very apt to have one of our guys on it. Yeah, there's also like so much stress associated with promoting a show and like putting a show together, and so many like little things that kind of need your attention all the way through fight week up until all the way through fight day. I just can't imagine having the stress of both. Like, like you wouldn't even be thinking about fighting until you were walking out there. Yeah, well, fight, yeah. yeah. Fighters dropping out has always been a nightmare, I found, promoting yeah. a show. And, um, I did, I, I promoted my own event um, in Huddersfield, the first quantum fighting championship, and I fought the main event. And uh, I fought against a guy called Aidan Marin, who was a very good fighter from, from Ireland. And, uh, you know, I had to cut weight for that fight. I was cutting quite a lot of weight. Um, and then after uh, after the weigh-in, I've gone out into town, ended up, like, selling tickets, had a few drinks, and uh, like, and I'm fighting main event the next day. But, you know, like, I, I'm, I, 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 I was always had a problem with partying anyway. So once I get started, I, I've got, it's very, I find it very difficult to say no. Like, there's certain things, you know, in, in, in a cage, you twist my arm, I won't tap, but, Someone twist my arm for a drink. I can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel. So yes. let's, let's talk about the Bantamweight tournament because that's like the jewel in the crown of this card, I guess. And whoever goes through to the final is going to be the main event of the whole show. So can you talk to us about the guys who were in that tournament? Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll probably start, you know, we'll both talk a little bit about Sam Kelly. So uh, I've, I've trained Sam since sort of day one. Um, and then... Uh, last couple of years, he's been working. We've been obviously working with with Ian and the Quantum team, and we're, we're just one one big team. Uh, and then Sam, Sam Sam was working with another another group at one point, but still mainly working his, his stuff with us. Uh, he's, he came full time under us sort of um, before lockdown last year, really. Wasn't it? Yeah. And throughout lockdown, he's been one of our sort of we're ready to turn him pro. So he's been one of our technical pro athletes that we've had in and, um, and been training with. So he's been been working with. Um, Andy Butlin, Ian's uh, brother, uh, he's a fantastic boxer and MMA fighter as well. But so he's been working with Andy and Ian uh, on a lot of his striking, and you know we, we've seen we've seen where we needed to sort of brush up a little bit and, and change him, didn't we? Really on that. Yeah. Well, the main thing we need to brush up on is the fact that he decides to come out for a fight and he tries to just eat shots for the first thirty seconds and has a war, and it's like he needs that to switch him on. So what I'm trying to do is work on, um, we've had him work in his head movement, technical boxing, um, and I'm hoping that for the first 30 seconds you see actually like a different Sam Kelly. We can get him 
sort of switched on in the changing room, come out and, and, and be sharp and ready. But it's hard to take that out of fire. I was another one that, you know, technically in the gym, I, I could avoid shots and everything. When I got into a fight, I was kind of like, I'll take one to land three. And I think Sam has got a similar so, kind of mentality. Yeah. So at least I can sort of like, I can feel where he's coming from, but I'm hoping that we'll see a very technical Sam Kelly. Jamie's done so much work with him on um, the wrestling, the groundwork, put it together, working on the, um, the the stuff that we've done on the striking. And I do think you're going to see a totally different Sam Kelly. Yeah, he's, he's, if you watch any of his fights, if you catch up on any of his old stuff, I mean, he's, he's so tough. He really he's a warrior, is. Isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was he had, he had a fight where he was, he was fully caught in a rear naked choke. And I mean, he was in, sunk. And I'm thinking, he's done uh, against uh, Liam Gittins, his brother Sam. And he was fully choked in. And all of a sudden, he just grabbed his arm, went bang, bang, he's there, pulled it off. I got out of the choke. It was like, you know, he was in it deep for 30, 40 seconds. And you think he should have gone out really, but he's just got that mentality. The next minute he turned around, absolutely pounded him into the floor. And that's, that's Sam. He, he kind of needs to be drawn into that fight. But our plan for this is we're going to draw him into that fight before we send him out there, if that makes sense. So we're going to make yeah. sure he's super warm, super ready, but he's going to get a few licks off us before he even, before he even leaves to get, to get in that cage, just to have himself, you know, in that mindset ready to go. And I think we're going to, well, we know we're going to see a massive difference in him. Um, he, he's, he's one of the most improved fighters and, and this is, he's improved on being good already, yeah. but he's, yeah. he's, he's took that next step to, to the level and you're going to see a big difference with him. Um, and like I say, we, we're very confident of, of, uh, of his abilities. Yeah. I've got high hopes for Sam. I think, you know the 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 bantamweight tournament. It's a it's a tough tournament. There's uh, some tough fights there, but uh, I'm confident in Sam. So he, so his his first fight. So the semi final. Uh, the way it's going to work. The way it's going to structure this is we're going to start around three o'clock. There's a couple of um, lower end boxing fights. I'm just going to just to sort of fill the card early on. Uh, mm -hmm. And then he's, the first actual MMA fight is going to be live with um, the the pay per view is going to be. Um, Sam versus Ryan Taylor. That's that's so they're gonna go on first. The next. What can you tell us about Ryan? So so Ryan, uh, he's actually he has officially he's actually I think his records zero and two. But he's actually one and two. Uh, he has actually had a win, which wasn't on his record for some reason. So we've watched him. He won by guillotine um, in a fight not long ago. Um, but there was some issues with topology, and it's not ended up going on there. So unfortunately, that's not his, that's not his technical record yet. It might get changed. Um, but he's again a striking based guy, uh, based over in Bradford. Pretty tough, and a lot of boxing experience and striking experience. Um, not too sure about his wrestling. Like I said, we've seen the guillotine that he got. It was nothing really technical, but he, he's again another tough tough kid that wants to wants to get out there and wants to fight. Um, so it's a it's a you know a tough first round probably for more for Ryan than it will be for Sam in many ways because because what Sam's going to bring to the table. But we know Ryan's going to definitely come at him and try and try and take his head off, which is what we've seen so far with him. Yeah. Um, and then so that'll be the first semi final straight on, and then the next one will be on. Um, which is the perfect test to see if Sam gets dragged into a, a yeah. into a war because this guy is actually going to come for, for that type of war. So it'd be nice yeah. to see if Sam can keep his head and, and stay focused, definitely. So on the in the on the other side, um, of the bracket is Pacey Green. So you may have seen Pacey Green throughout the lockdown. I don't know if you watched any of the QFC stuff with um, the boxing and. And whatnot, that Darren. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so you'll you'll be you very well watch it. Yeah. You can't very watch it. You can't. Absolutely. So, what one thing that came out came out of that was um, Pacey Green's striking ability and 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 his toughness, durability, and things like that. And again, another guy that wants to make a run at 
um, run of fighting. So we've decided, like I say, he wanted to enter the tournament, so we've put him straight in. Uh, calls himself the BMF. Um, we've seen him win a lot of fights on there. I mean, I think I think throughout that QFC lockdown period, I think he only lost one fight. If, if, correct me if I'm wrong with it, I'm not sure. But we've seen a lot of his stuff. And again, another very aggressive striker who's going to come to fight. Gonna, yeah, who's 100% coming to fight and, and, and he's going to be taking on Vladimir Khan. So uh, Vladimir Khan was uh, originally SBG Bradford, we believe. Um, so he's, he, I think he's still... And that's under, on. yeah, under Spenner, who's a very good coach. Spenner trained with me back from 2000. Um, and uh, you know, and, and he was good back then, so uh, you know, he's good. The guy's gonna be well schooled, he doesn't pr uh, produce any bad fighters, so we know, yeah. We've, we've seen his grappling level, and his grappling level looks, looks really good. So, uh, again, another test, another test. You know, if Sam gets through to that, to, to, or, or whichever one goes through to that, that final, it's gonna be a good test in the final because. Uh, I think Vlad's got the edge over Pacer um, just because of his his grappling ability. Um, I think he's he, just more well polished. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the striking side is one hundred percent Pacey over Vladimir. But from what from what we've seen with with Vlad, he looks um, very competent on the ground, which you'd expect from any of Spenner's guys. Yeah, um, and he'll be confident with his kickboxing, I'm sure. So yeah, he's he's a um, he's a novice um, sort of entry level. Um, Bantamweight tournament and that's what we wanted and we're going to continue to do this you know we've got Lewis McGrillen on the card as well who's going to be a, a genuine flyweight pro prospect and again I put him in the same bracket as Sam where we believe they've both been in the UFC at some point and I'd like him maybe on the next one to have, uh, have if he comes off with a win in this one um, Lewis maybe enter a flyweight tournament next time we'll look at something like that Yeah and we've got um, a young flyweight uh, fighting at the amateurs to move yeah. on to there so um, fighting the first amateur fight. That's who I've been training with this morning. I've just got um, four rounds in with him this morning in the cage. That's Ollie Sykes. So um, Bob and Ollie Sykes run um, a kickboxing gym in Huddersfield. Bob Sykes was the editor of Martial Arts Illustrated and he's one of the biggest uh, sort of like the pioneers of martial arts in the UK. Um, Ollie's his son and I've been friends with Bob and Ollie, for, I've known Ollie from, from being small and been friends with Bob through through martial arts and and obviously I admired him for a long time as being a guy from our town that's that, that's always sort of pioneered the the kickbox and stuff very good close friends with Carl Tanswell late to Carl Tanswell so um, it's nice that he uh, when he wanted Ollie to get into the MMA and Jiu Jitsu he's brought him to me and asked me to to sort of take him along so I've been with Ollie now for maybe two and a half years working the groundwork and stuff he's now blue belt under Rio Grappling Club from uh, just recently under Roberto Tallo. Uh, myself and Jamie, so it's uh, it's nice to see him progressing through there because, like, I mean, like I say, it was in this morning. First thing, he's one of those fighters where I have to tell him to not be in the gym if I need him to have a rest. He's he's so focused and uh, and works so hard. He's only a flyweight, and he'll grapple me Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. He does eight five minute rounds grappling with me at a decent pace, you know. So he's he's, he's putting in the work consistently and that's on top of the classes and then teaching his kickboxing on a night as well. So I, I really think he's one to look out for in this. Yeah, he's, he's a very high What's that, sorry? Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not, again, I'm not 100% sure about the lad he's facing. Oh, second. It is Jordan Wheater, again, um, just a, a sort of a, a novice himself. Um, so it'll be a switch over for for Ollie coming coming from the when Jamie, yeah when Jamie asked me about uh, opponents and stuff I, I just said I'm 
like for all I'm, I honestly don't mind. We've got him on Almighty in um, August as well. And again, I've not looked to the opponent. I'm very confident in his ability on the ground, stand up, and his wrestling. And um, I, I'm happy for him at amateur to, just to get as much experience as possible before turning him pro. Yeah, he, so he, I've not even looked like so. he was on the UK team as well with the likes of uh, Venom Page, um, Connor Hughes. Um, there's, a, there's a few of them like that again on the on the regional circuit now. Yeah. That Lewis, um, the one of Gab's lads over at Titanium, yeah, um, who beat Connor Hughes actually. So they was all on the same points karate team um, as kids, and they're all very good friends. So yeah, it's um, it, it's great to have him and making that transition. Just watching his, it's, it's great sparring for Sam as well because they're yeah. very similar sized. I mean, I think uh, Sam's maybe walks around a little heavy, maybe seventy kilos, and all he's walking around about. 63 but the sparring between the two of them the similar sort of height and uh got uh, different abilities in different areas so the sparring has been really good you know some of the sessions that i've had in in the cage on a thursday night have been well worthy of a pay-per-view yeah 100 so yeah so we're happy like i say he's got his uh his debut on, on the show and then he'll be fighting again on almighty he's, he's already matched on that as is sam as well so we want um we're trying to not trying to fast track them both really to get them get them the, the fights they probably would have had last year you know we've, we've missed time so it's one of those where they stay fit they're both in the gym daily so i'd rather have that quick turnover and i think you know starting out your career when you're amateur or pro you need to get them them fights in pretty quick or you'll you'll go stagnant and you'll start so once you have a couple of months off you'll that'll turn to six months then a year and before you know it you've been 18 months out of the cage and only had a couple of fights and that's you know that's what tends to happen unfortunately especially with the pandemic what's going on so yeah, we're yeah, looking forward yeah. to that. Um, we've got uh, some some other brilliant guys on on the, on the card as well. We've got uh, Tom Crosby from AVT, um, so he's taking on again another um, big big striker, uh, Liam Delso, big knockout artist in boxing um, and and in kickboxing as well. So very very good striking background as is Tom. Uh, so again, we, we're expecting that to be. Uh, a bit of a stand-up war, really, looking at the card. And um, the, I think there's going to be a, a fair few stand-up wars looking at the guys we've sort of matched up and, and their abilities, where they lie. Majority of the guys are top-heavy at striking as opposed to grappling. I think you'll see a lot more, um, you know, heavy action early on. Yeah, lucky we've got, I've got my brother, Big Andy Butlin, doing the referee and he's refereed, you know, thousands of fights and he does a lot of the bare knuckle as well, so... Definitely got the right guy for referee in the striking. Hundred percent, yeah. Speaking of being um, up, you've got, you've got Rob Cunningham on the card as well. Yeah, we, we have, we have. Moved in nicer there, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Rob Rob's had a bit of uh, a sorry time the last few fights. Really, he's he's, he's took on a couple of um, experienced bare knucklers. He's he's kind of dabbled and moved between boxing and MMA. And and I, I had a good chat with him about you know sticking to sticking to MMA and one sport. I, th I think it suits him more. I think it's where you know his abilities lies. He's got he's good at sort of grinding out and and uh, using that cage pressure, and you, you won't be able to to do that in, in in the bkb stuff and i think that's shown a little bit where he's, he's come a little bit unstuck with it but he's had some good experience from it and you know he, he wants to turn pro so they showed he's willing to fight anybody as well i mean yeah. that's a fair play to the lad he's, he's took some tough fights on it yeah hasn't he? he's got he's got again a tough <laughs> fight ahead of him in dion goombridge um dion um again this is why i was saying it's a top heavy striking um base because dion was a british champion kickboxer um also Again, another heavy-handed guy. He's got. He's, he's already got one pro win with by, by KO, um, and you know he, 
he's got some some genuine abilities that that, that Rob's going to have to deal with early on, and especially early in this fight, it's going to be a tough fight for him. But it's great to have Rob on. You know, he's got a really good following. Um, he's a cracking lad. Uh, and we, we, you know, we're really, really hoping that the the fight goes his way, really, in many ways, because I think he deserves. I'd like, it. I'd like to see him get yeah. a good win. I think he's put the work in. He's a grafter, and it'd be nice to see him get a good, solid win. Yeah, but yeah. like I said, he's got a nice it. guy as well, and he like to say yeah. so the size of him as well. He's, he's like big, soft giant. But when he gets in that cage, he's a different person. Yeah. This is it. I think. I think he needs. You know, I'm, I've had a good chat with him. He's got a new team under him now. Um, yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm going to help Corner as well with him that day. He's asked me to jump on and, and help him. So um, if he hits the ground, then, then obviously I'll be there for, to, to, to talk him through where he needs to go and what he needs to do. But we've not seen enough of Rob on the ground. And he's, at, you know, he's, a, he's a legit blue belt um, and, and he's, he's got ability. So we just, I'd, I'd like to see him, rather than getting drawn into that scrap, like similar to what we're saying with Sam, he, he, he needs to really start dictating that fight and showing And this is the, the way to victory for him against Dion. He's going to be you know, push that pace early and put the pressure on and don't let it don't let Dion come at him otherwise that's when he's gonna you know he'll get dragged into deep waters and I think he can if he does what I believe he can do I think he'll 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 he'll, he'll come off with a with a good win if he if he puts himself into it properly. What do we what know about his opponent? Right. That's yeah that's what Dion Dion's the the the, the kickboxing uh, the British champion uh, right. So that that's that's what I'm saying. So that's so that, again, it's a good striking base. But I think you can make it a striker versus grappler match. I mean, and that's not taking anything away from Rob because I think he's got decent striking. But he might as well take him out of his his game, take him to the floor, and just show us what he can do on the ground. Like James says, a legit brown, uh, a legit brown, legit blue belt. So you know he's got good ability on the ground. And against someone who's predominantly a kickboxer, a, a decent blue belt who's got MMA experience should win on the floor. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we, we've we've he's got the the right fight for him here. Where you know it is going to be if he wants to make it a stand up war, it's going to be there because, like I say, Dion trains under um, Darren Moffat and that team as well. So Darren's um, credentials speak for themselves with his regards to his unlicensed box. I think he was like eighteen and zero uh, unlicensed boxing. So again, they've got a really good striking base. The grappling. You know, it isn't going to be as good as what Rob's got. So I'd say that's where the fight's won for Rob. And and if Dion can keep it on the feet, that's where Dion's going to try and get his victory out of it. Cool. Um, so yeah, we've got um, we've got a couple of international bouts on there as well. We've got Craig Schmitz, um, young German lad, versus Jake Bram. I don't really know much about Jake. He's just a guy that come forward and wanted to fight. Uh, again, Schmitz has done a, a fair bit of um, striking and, and boxing. It's, it's a boxing match, this one, I believe. Um, so that'll be early on on the card. We're just we're trying to sort of get as much. I don't know. We want to see. We want to see a lot of striking on this, and we want to see what people are sort of paying to watch at the minute on the pay per views. Seems to be striking based stuff. What seems to work. So we've tried to match quite intelligently on on this side, and you know, make it for the fans really, as well as uh, for us having a good time there. <laughs> yeah, should be enjoyable for the commentary. You know, get some nice fast action packed rounds. I think. I think Jamie's matched a very good card. You know, you put you look at the, the fights we've got. And, and and again, I think everybody gets behind a fighter in a tournament as well. So I think it's going to make for a good viewing. Yeah, we've got uh, Jack Holt as well. Um, again, another flyweight prospect. Uh, one and one at pro. Uh, he's taking on debut Peter Henton. Uh, Henton's a good Brazilian uh, Jiu-Jitsu guy as well. Um, so that could be a really good matchup. Uh, could be back and forth with that. Uh, I know Jack striking's very good. Again, another guy that's under uh, Danny Mitchell speaks for itself really at AVT. Um, and the guys over there. What are your thoughts, Katie, on the tournament format? Do you like the... I do. I, do. I, I love the tournament, especially a one-night tournament. 
Yeah. Um, I know there are differing opinions, but I just think it's really exciting. And it's also, it's not about who's, it's not just about who's the better fighter. Like, it's about who can control the emotions going, like, I don't know how you, you know, get past a win and then keep yourself calm to, to do the next one, not seizing up, just like, it's, for me, I, I think they're they're really exciting and I, I love to see them. But yeah. um, it's also about trying not to get injured as well. There's no point yes. getting in a war in the first fight and, and not being able to continue with injury. So you know, I, I fought the first round. Um, I fought against a guy called Emmanuel Gay from, uh, from the French top team. Uh, he was uh, Emmanuel Fernandez's best student who was a guy that I'd lost to, so I had a bit of needle there. And in that fight, like, if you watch the fight back, you don't notice that I threw any kicks, but I did set up the knee with a kick to the legs. And when I came out, I had a big egg on my shin. And so the hour between that that first fight and the and the, and the second fight um, against Yako Latamaki, who, again, is a, a very good fighter, who I knew I was going to have to maybe work some uh, butterfly work and groundwork with, I was basically having to roll and flatten this lump on my shin down. So, mm -hmm. like, it's... You know, it, a lot can depend on how... And that was just from one kick that I threw that caused it myself. And like, say, you watch the video back, you wouldn't even realise what I'd done. But that caused me a big problem for the hour between. So, I mean, uh, Jamie's worked out the cards so that there is uh, a time between the, uh, the the semifinals and the finals and stuff. But there's a lot to consider like that where, mm -hmm. you know, Sam could go out there and win a fight in, in, in a minute, minute and a half. But anything can happen. You know, you twist your ankle in a throw to the ground. And then how do you warm up for the second fight when your ankle's hurt and do you sit and rest it or do you have to try and keep it warm? You know, there's a lot to consider. Um, and I'm very glad that Jamie's dealing with that in the change room when I'm doing the commentary. Yeah, we, we've, <laughs> we've also got, as a just-in-case, like I say, you, you never know, we've got two uh, backups as well in case anything happens in either of the fights. Um, so we do we do have two backups. Um, yeah, yeah, it would be you. I'm happy to punch Sam anytime, no problem. Uh, hey, not when he's warm after the yeah, 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 I might have to, yeah, but yeah, have a think. Uh, yeah, so we've got we've got two guys just as a just in case sat in the background waiting uh, if anything happens, and you know that's it's just what we need to to be careful of. But you know, we, we, as I said, it's for us, you know, uh, not just being fighters in the sport and. We, we love the sport and it's, we, we love to watch fights and we know what we like. So it's kind of, the tournament was a no-brainer for us when we, when we looked at it um, as a format. Not enough places do it now. Uh, there's a bit of a fear with it um, for some shows. Again, there's a bit of a stigma that comes with it as well. Uh, but, you know, do you know what? I think I think fans will buy into it. When they see them first two fights, they'll, like, they'll, you know, they'll buy in. Even fans that don't know, you know any of the guys that are fighting in that tournament, you'll pick someone that you want to win it and you'll follow them through to the final. Yeah. And that's what we're hoping for. And, you know, if we if we can bring an eight-man tournament at some point, we'll, we'll look at doing that for sure. One of the big things that got me into to the MMA was um, I've seen the Hicks and Gracie choke video. Yeah. And, you know, you watch that tournament format there. And again, you see there was guys got injured. They're having to do a, a another fight to see who gets through to the final. And you saw a lot of the back stage and what what the fighters are going through from having the first fights and the wins then watching the other guys because you know like like i said i, I watched um i, I had uh the the, the the first round fight against the frenchman and then i sat and watched the second fight so you're watching who you're gonna fight and you're seeing them and they, and they look brilliant you know like people look a lot bigger and a lot scarier when you're about to go fight them so you're watching yeah, that yeah. and then you 
you know, and at the same time, I'm rolling this thing down my shin. So I know that like, there's a lot to go through. Do we let Sam watch his opponent or do we take him in the changing rooms? And or, I say we, like I said, Jamie's taking control of this. So um, there's a lot to consider <laughs> yeah. leading up to it. And, and, and again, like Jamie said, he's also running the show, you know, doing the organisation. I've got my jobs. So... You know, if things start to to go wrong and, and there's pressure, there's a lot uh, there's a lot to deal with on the night. It's got, I think it's going to be a very very exciting day, and it'll be nice when it's over with. And I hope we do get some wins for, for the team. You know, we've not set it up for the team to win. We've set it up for the team to get experience. But I think mm. it, you know, it'll be nice. I think as well. Um, it's also Ollie Sykes' birthday as well. Yeah. So I think the, the other thing with this is, um, as you said there. Obviously, I've, I've worked in the sport a long, long time, and, and uh, we both have. But the stuff I've done with the likes of FCC, where I used to run the FCC stuff and uh, do all the organisation, working with Adam Tay on that. Then I worked with Shinobi and K-Droids Academy, doing very, you know, w- working with them, helping them, putting things together and directing things and things like that. So I've got a very good knowledge of it. But I've also, from that, got a very good infrastructure that I can bring across. So we've got Ricky Shock, who is, who is one of the best in the business for uh, organisation. He's He used to organise all the FCC, so still does. Um, again, the Shinobi uh, cage warriors. Yeah. So we've brought him across with us to, to make sure the night I don't have to get heavily involved in that. That is going to be run by. I think um, uh, as a hat tip to Paul Reed and Shinobi as well, we took a lot of inspiration from the fact that you know, uh, like John Kavanagh called it, I think UFC for amateurs, and uh, you know, and said how well run it was backstage and how looked after the fighters were and things like that. And I think we'd like to do something very similar. You know, as the as the show progresses, we like to really look after the fighters and make sure that you know, as fighters ourselves, you know what uh, what fighters like, you know what makes a fight um, a fight show better from the fighters perspective. It's not just a spectacle for the fans and stuff. You know, we wanted to have a really good, well oiled show. Yeah. I think, like I say, we've we've got we've we've having the infrastructure in place. It's going to hopefully run smoothly. Again, we've got you know Andy's not not just I like Ian's brother. He's he's one of the best referees in the UK, and he's he's actually been refing longer than majority of the refs you see at the minute. You know, he was refing early back in sort of two thousand five, two thousand six, yeah. wasn't it? Working with like Carney Show and people like that. So he's refed on all kinds of shows. He's he's refed on ACB uh, at the MEN. Um, so you know we've got we've got a very good. Um, Set of we've got a good team with the MMA consultants and stuff that are, that are, that are doing the uh, the show for us. So it's, I think we've got, like I said, the infrastructure's there. We're trying to work through that. Um, I can concentrate on on Sam and Ollie. Um, and on the other side, what you just mentioned before about how do you sort of bring someone's how do they bring themselves down? Well, that's for us. That's for for me to make sure and manage really mm-hmm. more more so than Sam. It'll be yeah. very much uh, you know if he gets that first win, get out the cage. Let's go and get ready. Go and chill yeah. out. Have some food. Wow. Bring yourself down. And I'm not asked about what else goes on in the next few fights. I want to make sure he's all right. And that's kind of how you've got to do it. But that's part of being a coach and uh, and a mentor for these guys. We've got to, you've got to have that regardless. And I think me and Ian are pretty good at that. Although Ian won't be there, so he'll be sat, on the, sat doing the commentary. Uh, I think, <laughs> I know it, it looks difficult. I've got the, the, the MC in the commentary, but I think it, it does take a lot of stress off. You know, for someone who was never really that nervous about the fights, about my own fights, I've always found it quite difficult calling other people, you know. I, 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 people I, because, that. Yeah, I, I care so much about them. And calling my brothers, I found really difficult. Both my twin Dave and and Andy, I've cornered them for, for many fights. And I, I found it really, really difficult. And I don't want the, the fighters to feel my nerves off them because, you, you know, it's infectious, that kind of that nervousness. Yeah. It was it was weird. I've always had, the, you know, for my own fights, I was very confident because as long as I'd done the work, I... I, I 
I, I you know, I, I felt like I could run through walls. Whereas with your brothers and, and 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 your students, people you put so much time into and you care so much about, I think it's very difficult. So for me, it's nice because I'll be sat with a headset on, watching the uh, the fights, and I can kind of zone out a bit and just really just at least tell the people, the viewers watching about the fighters and stuff, and uh, and, and and keep single minded and focused on that while Jamie takes all the hard work on his shoulders. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of hard work, again, we've been working in the background making sure we get some, some of the best teams involved. And like I say, we're very lucky to have AVT, who have put a few guys forward. Manchester top team, obviously, with Lewis. Um, That's where Dan is hanging now. What's that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what you with, 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 with uh, the Manchester top team? Yeah, good, good lads over there. Again, great team. Um, obviously, you'll know how good Lewis is then, the Lewis McGrillen. Um, I'm really looking forward to So we're getting to... you on the next show then, Danny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you won't be getting me in there. Carl's already <laughs> tried that one. <laughs> he'll get you in don't worry we all, we all say that we're not going to fight and then you, you'll, you'll turn to it pretty quick um, so yeah Lewis McGrillan he's, he's taking on Marcus Hammond uh, Marcus uh, has had uh, he's been unlucky in a couple of his bouts uh, very very tough um, very very tough guy to sort of take on because he'll come at you quickly but I think that's what Lewis will deal with very well um, Carl took the fight immediately uh, even though one's fought a flyweight one's fought a lightweight um who's coming down to Bantam. I saw that. And... <laughs> yeah, he's making, he's making the big drop to, to Bantam. He struggled with the power at lightweight. That's been the issue. Right. Uh, his physique and that he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's a sturdy guy, but quite small. So I think he's kind of uh, decided, well, he's, we know he's decided to come to drop it down to Bantamweight and, and Lewis has gone up a weight to, to fight him. Uh, it's a very interesting fight, but I've got a full belief in Lewis McGrillan to go as far as possible. Uh, we're going to do an interview with him this week at some point as well, just to chat for him, because I think he's a very interesting guy. Uh, great to watch in, in, in the cage. And again, we wanted to I get hope some, he's uh, got better Wi-Fi for you than he did for us. How <laughs> <We laughs> was it bad? With him where <laughs> we just didn't get off the ground. <laughs> It happens, doesn't it? Yeah. I hope you fix that, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, you know if you, if you look at the cards, uh, we've got a lot of prospects on it, and that's that's what we didn't want. You know, um, a load of you know top heavy ten and 0, 11 and 0 pros. We wanted you know the, the guys that are starting out, and we wanted to make it an entry level show. We're not trying to be the UFC. We're trying to we're trying to be an entry level into you know them going on to other shows, and and then in the future, like we say, with the, the stuff we've got in the pipeline, potentially keep doing this where we've got new pros coming on with turn pro on our show, and we'll we'll ship them off to something else. That's going to be the plan. There's, I'm working more Saturdays now on um uh, MMA series. I don't know if you've seen the. Uh, um... The show is on uh, Clash TV. It's like a, a forerunner working with um, M1 Global. And a lot of the fights are like uh, are basically like debut fighters or, people, or fighters with like less than five fights. And it's made for some really exciting matches, you know, for them to, to be able to perform on a big stage early on, prove themselves and make a name for themselves. And you can see how stars have developed from the start of the show. Um, we, we, we started um, just over 12 months ago now, the 31 shows all through lockdown. So I've been busy commentating every, like nearly every weekend um, and, and seeing these young stars progress in a time when a lot of shows weren't were doing anything. And this is where a lot of our inspiration has come from for how we're going to run the MMA Uncaged. Yeah, and, and you know, I think... Um... We tried, we, we tried to match a few guys up that we unfortunately wasn't able to on this one. Um, and there's a, a couple of really good guys that we know for the next couple of shows will be on there. Uh, we, we, we work closely with James Doolan um, from higher level in Scotland, real grappling black belt. So 
Um, fantastic guy, amazing trainer, coach. You know, you see, you, you've seen his record speaks for itself of who he's got in the UFC and won K yeah, yeah. world titles with. But um, unfortunately, he had a few guys that we couldn't match up. Uh, and for the future, we want to try and get them guys on and, and as soon as possible. But he made a good point the other day. He put something on social media saying, um, you know, these people that don't take the fights early on. Um, they get to 8-0 or whatever and they never fought anybody they'll go to, to the UFC and they get found out pretty quick or even cage runners or they go to a show and, and you know they, they, uh, they get wet very quickly and, and, and it's You've not You've got to build them. that foundation yeah. yeah and Hopefully, we're going to have a show that will do that. Yeah, that's it. We can. We're going to, you know, be putting, you know, good record, you know, two and zero records versus two and zero records. That's what we kind of want early on. Early pros ready to ready to get in and mix it up and, and put it on the line. And now that moves on to the next, which is uh, Louis Lee Scott again, another guy. Um, just I think he's one and zero at pro now. Uh, so he's one of the guys that's missing on the card at the minute. He'll be updated later. Uh, he's taking on a high-level Polish wrestler called Conor Dubinska. So again, early on in his career, he's taking on a, a pretty pretty stand, standout guy and that's kind of what we wanted we wanted these these fights where it's like yeah you'll fight anybody it's the attitude you know that we try and put in our gym um not we, about, we've called his fights before he's a very good tie boxer isn't yeah he? yeah Louis scott yeah Louis Lee scott very yeah very good so you got a very good tie boxer against a you know a accredited wrestler from from poland I've, so i've seen him like before i'm trying to think where cage steel me and jamie did the commentary for him on one of the cage yeah, yeah. You know, he only fought a couple of weeks ago so we've we managed to get a couple of guys that fought on the cage steel show a few weeks back they got a quick turn around mcewen am i uh, just making that up i'm sure probably making it up daddy will have a look now but yeah so louis obviously he's stuck on his pro career now um again he's going to be uh another killer uh anything avt sort of bring out he's going to be we've got one guy um musa Kore. um musa's coming across from sheffield shoot fighters he's another one that's missing off the card in the minute going to be put on his guys dropped out so we just uh we've just got another replacement hopefully today so i can't really announce that yet but we've got uh we've got him matched up now we think um his guy dropped out unfortunately so we've got you know, a couple of standout guys you know sheffield shoe fighters you you know very well don't you yeah i mean uh because i used to train in uh corner ross pettiford who started out there with pep and the guys that sheffield shoot fighters again another gym that's been around since back in the early 2000s so guys that i know well and i know you know they've got a good quality gym full of guys so yeah yeah, it's nice to see these. The, the there's not many of the gyms like like Quantum and and Sheffield Shoot Fighters that are still around from back in the day. You know, everything's sort of splintered off, and so it's nice to and and, and I'd like to work with the guys that we've known for a long time. Yeah, Mr. QFC himself as well, Darren Moffitt, wanted on the show, so we couldn't say no to that. So he's gonna again, he's gonna wear the prelim socks. Oh, can't say Darren. No, again, you know, that Darren is Darren's no joke. He's had you know he's had a lot of MMA experience, but his boxing record speaks for itself. He's got a prize fight tournament coming up himself, um, so he just asked for it to to, ju to jump on and, and get a fight. So we managed to get him a really tough fight actually. So um, again, that's going to be I think four or five rounds of two minute boxing. But it's, it's again, it's one for the fans that um, we're both not a massive fan of cage boxing and anything like that. But it's one that we can put it on. It's a pay per view. In the future, it's going to be. It won't be a pay per view in future. It's going to be something a little bit different. And obviously, we can then start selling tickets and things like that, and, and doing uh, proper shows in the future. That's the idea. But we wanted something on now, and we had to put it on to pay per view just to try and claw some money back that we can. Yeah, so that's on. Uh, it'll be on the link on our uh, Uncaged page. Yeah, if you go to MMA Uncaged Facebook or Instagram, 
Uh, the link is all over there, and you can get the pay-per-view link. It's via the, via the best in the business, uh, Mr. Sharefight himself. So, yeah. uh, Big shout-out to Adam Sharefight. Anything that we need doing filming-wise or anything, he's always got the answers. Yeah, he's like our phone-a-friend on anything like that. <laughs> well, he, he, we, again, we, we know he's the best, and yeah. we know, again, uh, I think there was issues the other week with the cage deal uh, bounce where they, I think they had a Wi-Fi issue. Well, we've already we've already tested that, and we've uh, we've done shows out of there as in, like... Um, the place that we're at so we, we, we know we know what's going on and we, we know how good so you're life. guaranteeing that everyone's gonna have perfect coverage <laughs> well we can never guarantee but it's 99 <laughs> no i'm gonna guarantee <laughs> yeah no we will we will have good coverage we, we, i will we'll guarantee that share fight will not mess this up he will not disappoint us <laughs> no definitely <laughs> we know we know we know um, we know it'll work so like i say it's just we wanted it in place we wanted something for the fighters and, and something that we can quickly get turned around um and, and we've done so so well, we, weeks ago, less than a week to go now, and um, yeah, the nerves will start kicking in probably Friday when we start weighing people in. Yeah, Danny, I, I just checked, I was right, wasn't I? About Louis Lee Scott, that's Reese McEwen's only loss on his amateur record. It is, yeah, I was just about to go over to that. It's his only loss <laughs> officially an MMA Reece nerd. <laughs> That's a, great, that's a great memory, that. Yeah, very, very good. I've got to admit, I just I love kind of all the regional shows. I love amateur MMA. I, I love going to the shows near me and seeing people come through from the very beginning who then go on to Cage Warriors and, like, a couple of them even on to the UFC. Like, I think there's something really special with following people from the beginning. So I, I would encourage people to to just – I want to support all of the local shows, all of the people who've had it so tough the last year or so. Just how, – how much is the pay-per-view, guys? So it's six ninety nine. So we went for the six ninety nine. Like it's supposed to be good, really. Yeah. The cost of a pint down here, basically. So this <laughs> is it. It's for the fans for us, and it's more for you know. We've got a lot of guys. You know, Sam, for instance, we we'll go back to Sam. Sam, Sam will sell one hundred and fifty tickets to fight. So I, I kind of feel for him. He's not going to make it on that side, but at least we can throw him something back at, at the yeah. pay per view side and, and and look after the fighters in that way. And that, that's kind of what we're trying to do. We're just trying to get something in place for them. And also as well, they've not had a fight for a lot of them haven't fought for 14, 15 months now. So you want to fight? Let's fight. I, I genuinely think for the guys that are gonna uh, that think about buying a pay per view to. You get this and watch this, you're going to see some guys that are starting at the very beginning of the professional or amateur career that are going to go on to big things. I really do believe that. Yeah. You can genuinely say you, you watched from the beginning. That's that's so, what I love. There was a girl I watched at um, K-Drew's Academy Southeast. It was her first amateur fight at the, at the last show, and she won in spectacular fashion. And I've been thinking about her ever since and how far she's going to go and just to know that I was there for her very first fight. And it's it's just, you know, we I'd, I absolutely applaud anyone giving fighters a platform at the moment because we know how tough it is. And just, yeah, we'll, we'll put the link to the pay-per-view in the comments section of the interview. Just everyone go out and buy it. Sounds like there's some cracking fights on the card. Will you be watching next week, Danny? I will be. But before you push him out, there's one more thing I want to ask him. I've got three <laughs> things saved on my sky that's kept that they can't delete. I've got Lethal Weapon 2. I've got Batman. <laughs> I've got pulling no punches, and you've only done one. And where's the rest of them? Ah, we're right. Not, so, done one. so done Danny, one. this shows how you're not researching things properly. So, <laughs> um, so basically, we filmed pulling no punches. Um, well, me and Jamie actually filmed a pilot in 2016. 
Yeah. Uh, we did our first pilot for um, uh, for, for, the, for the format, which was pulling no punches. Three guys interviewed, uh, three fighters with me and Jamie uh, doing the interviewing. And then what happened last year was um, we um, we finally got like a studio, um, a, a deal where we were going to be shown on, on, on Sky TV. Yeah. So it was on Sky Showtime. So we filmed two episodes. We filmed the first episode, which was with Stapes, Tom, Blackledge and um, and Levi, and that's the one you'll have seen that you'll have got uh, recorded that's there on the Sky yeah. Showtime. Now the week after was going to be Mohammed Makayev and uh, Jay yeah. Furness. Now that in, we we filmed that one on the same day, so that was to go out uh, the week after. And then what happened was um, because we'd got the, the the slots booked in, and then the pandemic hit. The studio was in the university, so we, that was one of the first places that got closed down. So rather than show the second one and then not have anything else to show for the rest of the content, we held it back to wait and see how long uh, the pandemic went on for. Well, that was going to be um, that was going to be like three weeks to flatten the curve, and uh, and then you know, twelve months later, we were in a position where we. We had the two episodes, the one you've seen and the one, the Mohammed Makayev one, and um, we were looking for other alternatives rather than being able to go into the university that was closed. So this is where we set up the studio already so that we could do, this is where we're going to do the fight show. We set up the studio so that we could do the um, the MMA Uncaged. So we actually filmed another episode and went out live. So we did this as, a, as a, an actual live um uh, live broadcast, and I'll, I'll I'll talk a minute in the reason why we did that. But so we had uh, Molly McCann, we had Gav Hughes, and we had Danny Mitchell, and we interviewed them. Uh, like I said, we did it completely live. Uh, got the interview, um, watched a few little bits. So there's a few little tweaks and differences on there. And this is now shown on Clash TV. So the Clash TV app's available on the App Store on the Apple App Store. You can download that for free and you can watch the um, that a lot as long as as well as the events that I do on a on a Saturday with the MMA series from Russia. Little plug there. That, yeah, so yeah, and, and the reason I want to get to that is because it, that, that's why we've changed the format in, in how we're doing things because the way that the Clash TV app works is it's interactive with a viewer experience. So when I'm doing the commentary on a Saturday I commentate live on the fights, but I'm also get, taking questions. So I've got I've got the screen which is here in front of me. I've got my um, statistics here on the laptop where I get how many shots are landed to the head or anything like that. I also have the iPad here on the Clash TV app where people can ask me questions about the commentary. Um, they can clap for the favourite fighter, so they're scoring the fight as it goes, and you see winners for people who've clapped for the right fighter and stuff like that. It's a really different interactive experience. And then how we've done the um, the MMA on cage pulling no punches show now is that we um, we have the guests on, but we're doing things like what happens next, and the and the the audience and people viewing can send in questions to the um, to our guests, which we can ask if you know if they seem relevant, or we can also um, they can in, get involved on the what happens next. So it's a, it's a real different experience of how to um, of watching mixed martial arts. Um, like I say, with the live events, we've got the room for MMA Uncaged. So on there, there's going to be the MMA Uncaged uh, TV show, event, uh, the fight show, sorry, eventually. Like I said, this one we're doing a little bit different because we're doing the pay-per-view just to cover costs and get us going. But eventually, there's going to be um, th that's going to be hopefully shown on the Clash TV app. 
Um, we also have the MMA Uncaged show where we're interviewing fighters. And we've also got the OK Now for a show where we're basically going to watch contentious um, five-round fights, or maybe some, maybe three-round fights, or five-round fights where it's been a contentious decision. And we're going to talk about So we'll watch um, a round of the fight where me and Jamie will do the commentary for the round um, and talk about it. But then we're going to do a five-minute talk about the scoring for that round and how it's scored. And, for example, that fight might have happened in 2014. Now, in 2014, the scoring criteria was different to how it is now. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand this. They can, you, you can watch a fight, you're having a beer with your friends and you're seeing that, um, you know, you're watching your favourite fighter and hoping he wins. And you can watch a fight very differently to how the judges are scoring. And I think sometimes, you know, judges get a lot of flack, but they're watching a fight to score in a specific way. And I think by doing this show, it'll be interesting, exciting to watch the fights and see how me and Jamie judge the fight, how it was judged on the night. Mm. which might have been, say, 2013, and how it would be judged now if it was under today's criteria. And I thought it'd make a really good TV show. So that's that one's that, in the pipeline as well. Anything that's about educating people on the judging criteria gets my vote because it's such a pet peeve of mine listening to commentary where they're saying, they're talking about how a round would be scored incorrectly. And yeah. they think that just a takedown at the end of the round is going to seal someone the round when they're not, they haven't done anything with it. And that's, that just drives me around the bend. So it's a big gripe of ours. And that's kind of why we come up with this because it's something that we can talk through and, and like you say, educate people to understand why it was scored that way and why it should have been scored that way. Or where they got it wrong, you know, where the judges may have got it wrong. We say, well, this and, is that judge and, and, and why, wrong. because you can yeah. sometimes see why the judge have scored it the wrong way. Even, if they have, and and again, you know, as, as as commentators ourselves, you can see where commentators are making that mistake. And I've been asked as well, um, you know, how did you score that round? When I'm doing the commentary for a fight, I, I I often watch it very differently to how I would if I was judging. And um and you can be quite impassionate about certain fighters. And although um you know when I do the MMA series and and often when me and Jamie do the commentary together, I'll give my score for. a for a round, I, I will say, look, I'm not watching this as a judge, so um, my opinion may be, may be slightly different to how it would be if I was watching it as a judge. And I think, you know, I, I did Mark Goddard's course, the very first one he did many years ago, and Mark's uh, another one who's pushing the score and the judging criteria and things like that. And we're hoping to get him on the show, um, and I think it would make a nice sort of timing with getting an interview with him all, all over the, the judges and the official stuff, um, timing with our first show doing this um, and breaking down uh, an event. So that's something to really look out for on Clash TV for the two of us, you know, a little plug there. But that's our, yeah. that's one of our big projects that we're working on at the moment. Yeah, like, like you said, the commentary thing, it's like for, for myself, we, we're both watching a very similar fashion, but when I'm watching fights and when I'm commentating on them, I'm kind of talking about the things I want to see happen because I understand yeah. the game. And that's very different to sitting as a judge and seeing what's actually, actually happening. happening yeah. So it's two very, very different ways of watching it. And when people give you know Joe Rogan a lot of abuse and people like that, well, it's actually because he's watching it as what he knows should be happening, but it's not going that yeah. way. And he'll say why it's not all. And, and that's kind of how, how we work. And it's, it's very different, like Ian said. Um, just obviously for, for the pair of you as well, when we do um, our fans... Uh, we've got a, a good venue with it. So when we do have fans in there, uh, you both obviously get your front, front row tickets yeah, down and come and watch. Oh, I'd love that. Love to oh, be man. there. Yeah, be good to um, Amazing. Thanks so much for your time, guys. Danny, did you have any more questions for the guys? Well, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Just good luck on the night. Obviously, you know, I've seen Adam Tay running around 
when he when it when his shows are going on. I understand how. I think he left a lot of the pressure to Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either to me or Ricky, and Ricky's working for me on this one, so we should be all right. But now, like all the best on the night. I hope it goes to plan. Appreciate Thank you, that, guys. guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. And one more time, tell people where to buy the pay per view. It's only six ninety nine. Support some grassroots MMA and, and combat. So, do, what's the link again? So six ninety nine, and get onto MMA Uncaged uh, Facebook or MMA Uncaged uh, Instagram, and you'll get the link on there. Superb. Some great fights coming up. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. Ian and Jamie, everyone. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you.